run me through it a couple of times. Uh, so we're going to be then getting straight into our a 10 o'clock conversation uh, with uh, one of the best teachers on the continent and um, Libalani Bridget uh, was given the 2020 African Union Continental Teacher of the Year and uh, of course we're going to be finding out exactly what it is that they've been doing at her school. Uh, The school is Zata Secondary School and it's based in the Vemba District in Limpopo. In fact Ms. Sinyosi is joining us now. Ms. Sinyosi, a very good morning to you and thank you for your time. Oh, good morning, and thank you very much for having me. Your school obtained a 98% matric pass rate. How does it make you feel? I'm so excited. I'm Mm. humbled by this result. Remember, last year it was tough, and we were having 157 learners. It wasn't easy. Mm. But we managed to produce 95 bachelors, 39 diplomas, 20 higher certificate and three learners that didn't manage it, they're supplementing. I'm very much humbled by these results. Mm-hmm. Mm, I'm happy. Many times, of course, some people might not know just the kind of area that uh, Vembe is and the kind of, I suppose, conditions that many young people in Vembe would be growing up under. Does that make it even more exceptional? And perhaps if you can just give us just a profile of some of your learners and who they are and the kind of circumstances that they're coming from. First of all, even before going to the learner, mm-hmm. let me tell you about the school. Mm-hmm. We don't have a laboratory. We don't have a library. We don't have a hall. It's so difficult. And, of course, most of the learners are from very poor families, child-headed families. I mean, the learners that sometimes you find that they come to school without eating, they come to school without uniform. But against all odds, we produce this result. Let me just give you a brief. Mm-hmm. A summary of the subject. In Chivenda, it's 100% with 43 distinctions. English, 100% with 8 distinctions. Accounting, 100% with 1 distinction. Business studies, 100% with 5 distinctions. Mm-hmm. Economics, 100%. There's no distinction there. History, 100%, 4 distinctions. Mass lead, 100%, no distinction. Agric, 97.8, no distinction. Geography, 99.3%. Eight distinctions. Life science, 92.8, five distinctions. Mathematics, 90.8, two distinctions. And the last one is physical science, 88.6, with three distinctions. These are our results for 2020. What does it take for you to be able to get learners to achieve that kind of result when there is so much around them that might be an influencing factor to why they don't stay in school in the first place and a demotivating factor? What happened last year, in 2019, we we incubate them at school. We sleep here at school. But because of the virus, what we did, we we came up with a, with a strategy, wherein we incubate them in different houses, mm-hmm. wherein we group them five, 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 fearing that if we can stay with them at school, then we will uh, be breaking these uh, rules and regulations. Mm-hmm. And we make it a point that when we group them, 
in different households, there must be a learner who is performing better than other learners. Then that learner is going to be like a prefect. Is the one who is going to motivate them when they have challenges. That learner will teach the other learners. Mm. And this is the reason why today we don't we are not talking about any learner who has failed because these three that are going to start, we are going to support them and we know they'll make it. Whose houses were they staying in? Is it parents? Is it teachers? What are the conversations that that you have about, you know, what is needed, I suppose, collectively from the community in order to support um, to support these these pupils and make sure that they're able to make it through? No, I I do have meetings with parents, with Mm. learners, with different stakeholders. But at the end of the day, of course, with the SMT at school, it's when we agree what we want to do. Mm. After seeing all the challenges that are surrounding us, we come up with something that will make these learners. And myself, another thing which I think is helping these learners, I do have face-to-face interviews with these learners. I know them in and out. When they come to me, they, 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 they are so free in such a way that if the learner is unable to study at home, the learner will tell me because... We are interacting with them most of the time. Mm. This is the reason where in, if the learner is having a challenge in this learning area, that learner will tell us, no, my problem is uh, lifestyle. Then what do you want us to do? No, the problem is I don't have money. I don't have study guide. Then even other educators volunteer to, to, to buy them. I do also. And we, we, we do have item analysis. We check the educators who can help other educators in that content. Mm. Mm. Listening to you, I'm realizing that it it requires for teachers to want to go the extra mile. And and oftentimes, you know, if, if people are coming from schools that do have access to resources, they might not really understand how much you as teachers who are in rural areas have to sacrifice in order to ensure that those that are part of your schools that are in your classrooms actually have access to opportunity and, and a better life. Mm-hmm. It's true. It's true. For, for us in rural area, it's so difficult. You must have the, the child in your heart. It's what is needed because instead of teaching the learner the subject, you'll solve even the issue that the learner doesn't have shoes. Mm. The learner doesn't have uniform. The letter doesn't have food. You must solve that. And it will solve the problem of the food at school and even at home. Realizing the child wants to study and that child doesn't have electricity at home. You must attend to that. Mm. It's so difficult. But what is needed, only if you have the, the heart of children, you know that you must help these children. And you start to enjoy it. I enjoy interacting with my learners. I enjoy solving their problems. And even the educators here, they enjoy that because it's the culture of the school. We must take care of these children. Mm. Uh, to me, seeing a black child uh, uh, achieving something is my joy. It makes me happy. Mm. How, makes how, me do, happy. How, how, how do you do it, though? How do you do it? Because if, if, you're, if you're sitting in a situation where you're going to have a significant portion of learners in, 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 in your school or in your classroom saying, look, um, you know, we are from child-headed household. Some of them have difficulty accessing grants, so um, they have very little support around them. 
And as a school and even as individuals, you have limited access to resources. So how do you ensure that you're able to continue to be there for them on an ongoing basis to the point that they're done with their matric? What I do, I make it a point that uh, I know these learners. For now, as I'm speaking, I've already identified learners who don't have shoes and uniform for 2021. I send them to different people. Other NGOs do support. And concerning the issue of the food, we do have sometimes supplies from NSNP nutrition. We make it a point that we give these learners so that they must go and eat at home. Because like now we are using rotational timetabling. It means you find that out that we, we were supposed to have, this year for 2021, we have more than 2,000 learners. But they don't come at the same time. They, they come, they rotate. It means if 2,000 learners were supposed to eat food today, you find out that only uh, 200 learners are eating the food. Then the surplus we give those learners who don't have food at home. It's so difficult. But if you are dedicated, you start to enjoy. So you have 2,000 learners in your school collectively. This is from mm. grade 8 mm. until matric. Mm. Mm. More, it, than 2000. It, more than 2,000. More than 2,000. It must be a, an incredible administrative task in order to, to manage all of them. I'm used. Even last year, I was having nearly 2,000 learners. I'm used. Mm. My school is a P5 school. I'm used. I'm used to high enrollment, and even my educators are used to this. Do do you get do you get sleep? I mean, do you get rest? I can't imagine having to organize. So you told us about the 167 matric learners that you, that you had um, for the class of of 2020, and you it had was, to arrange for them to uh, be at you know be five each at a house, managing all of them, knowing how all of them are doing. Do you have a do you have a life? I mean, is this just you know what, when do you make time for your family? When do you make time to rest? I'm just very much fortunate. My my husband understands my lifestyle. I like to help people. And I'm good. He's also in the education sector and he's a pastor at the same time. Mm. Then our lifestyle is like that. We like helping uh, children. This year, grade 12 is 295. That's almost 300 100 pupils that you have in matric. Yes. And about grade 8, 9, 10, 11, there is no class which is less than 400. How many are you? How many learners do you have in a classroom? No, we, we are putting them. Mm. I, 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 this time, is, there is this issue. No, I, I, mean, I mean, outside of COVID-19, how many learners on average would you have in your classroom? No, it depends. Sometimes mm. it, is, it depends. It depends. Mm. We do have classrooms. It depends. Mm. 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 And, but and, all in all, we, we, we are managing these learners. It's only that the school is big. Believe me, grade 8 learners are more than 500 now. Na? Parents are crying. If you can go to the gate, you'll find them saying, please, we want these learners to come here. I said, no, no, no. Make sure that you, you go to other schools. The way the educators are teaching, the way we are managing, is attracting mm. each and every parent. They want their learners to come to this school. But I cannot accommodate all the learners. It's so difficult. And, and you know, the, the reality is that your school has been doing well in, um, in, in exams and in matric exams for quite a number of years now. 
And that's why so many people in the area want their children to, to come to your school because they're almost confident that if they come mm. to your school, they, they'll mm. be able to, to have the kind of education that will give mm. them access to different types of opportunities. It's true. I became the principal of Zata Secondary School in 2013. Mm. From 2013 up to date, we have never achieved below 85%. Never. And we have never had learners that are less than 100 in grade 12. How many hours do you spend at school on a day-to-day basis? <laughs> I, I, I know that you probably work Saturday and Sunday as well. But, I but, do. Yeah, I, <laughs> I do. You know, every day, half past six, uh-huh. you'll find me at school. And, of course, I don't go home below, I mean, uh, uh, before past four. Mm. Mm. No, I I enjoy working. I enjoy. I and enjoy you're, and, and you're there Monday to Sunday? No. Saturdays I do come when we have extra lessons. Sometimes even Sundays when I think at the beginning of the year they were, uh, um, we were renovating, painting the, uh, the, the our admins, uh, admin blocks. After church I come to school to monitor whether they're doing everything fine. In fact, what is mm. true, I like my job. Mm. I enjoy being at school. I enjoy, you know, my life is different. I, you find me, I'll be at school or church mm. or home doing my, I, I, I'm busy with my PhD completing or home doing my, my work. That's it's amazing. Congratulations. Thank you. That's amazing. Thank you. And, you know, when when you were given the, the 2020 African Union Continental Teacher Prize, how did that make you feel? I was so humbled. Mm. And it made me to realize that really hard work pays. If you are committed, you are working hard. Even if some people don't won't tell you that you are doing good, but there are people who will identify, who will recognize your work mm. and say, you're doing a great job. And it made me to realize that really working as a team is very much important because alone you cannot achieve what I have achieved. It means I have a team of men and women who are supporting the vision and the mission of this school. We're in conversation with Libalani Bridget Signosi. She is uh, with the Zata Secondary School. They're based in the Vembe District in Limpopo. And, you know, she is the uh, 2020 African Union Continental Teacher. Uh, that was the prize that she won last year. And her school achieving a 98% matric pass rate. This is the class of 2020. And as you can hear, she's somebody who is utterly devoted to her work. I've got a couple of minutes maybe to take one or two calls. Uh, the numbers to use this morning, 011-714-2006. And on WhatsApp, of course, you can always send your WhatsApp voice notes on 614 Miss Sinyosi, what do you think are the lessons that other teachers, that other schools that are also you know, battling the challenge of resources. You told us earlier, your school has no laboratory, no hall, no library, and yet you're able to still produce the kind of results that you do. No, they must improvise. We decided to to, to put our books in different classes. Then they're like a library, but we don't have a library. There's nothing that they can do. What can you do? Mm. If you don't have a library, 
and you want letters to to, to 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 have books, you put them wherever you can. Because sometimes if we just wait and say these people are going to do this and that and that, but the thing is, the learner's time is being wasted. Mm. Let us work hard, regardless of the challenges. And how do you encourage, you know, how do you encourage the learners? Because oftentimes they are also facing very difficult circumstances at home. And that in itself can be quite discouraging for many people. Like I told you, I, I talk to my learners. The problem is most of the people, they don't give themselves time to talk to the learners. You know, talking is very much important. Talking is powerful. Mm. You, you you mustn't just go to the class and start teaching. Even if I was talking in another day, I can't remember with whom, I said, even if the learners are coming to school late, don't just start by being harsh. Listen to the story of that child. Why are you coming to school late? Mm. Because you can find out that this learner has a mother who is crippled. Each and every morning, the child must give the mother something. At that time, if the school started at half past seven, half past seven, the learner is supposed to give the mother injection. And mm. you don't. You don't ask the learner, why are you coming late? Mm. Why, why are you always late? Ask the, the child. Then this child will tell you, we don't, there's no soap at home. Mm. Why are you bully? Because you mustn't just say, this child is not here, this child is... No, no, listen to the story of the children. Mm. They have stories to tell. Mm. Why are you bully? You realize that the child is uh, imitating something that he or she is seeing at home. The father is always beating the mother. If you you, you accommodate these learners and listen to their story, there are a lot of things that we can change at our schools. Mm -hmm. There are learners who, who, who are taking drugs, not because they want. They have situations that cause them to start those drugs. Listen to their story, solve the problems, and these children will change. That is very much important. People just take books and go to the class and start teaching and go away. Ah, but these learners must, we must talk to these learners. We mm. must listen to their stories. Mm. Mm. Oh, Miss Sinyosi, it's, it's so great just being able to speak with you this morning and just, you know, listening to you and your approach to your job and, and your account of just the learners that that you interact with and that you teach on a day-to-day -day basis. And mm. one can hear just how passionate you are about them, how committed you are to, to their lives. We're in conversation with Livalali Bridget Sinyosi. She is, um, you know, with the Zata Secondary School. They're based in Vembe. The school achieving a 98% metric pass rate absolutely unbelievable like i said if you understand the circumstances of the learners who are coming from that area it is an absolutely dire state of affairs and just to hear how the school is you know how they go out of their way to make sure that no learner um, falls through the cracks it's incredible it's 10 30 we're going to continue with miss Sinyosi after this the talking point with kathy mosasana weekdays 9 a.m till midday 
You're live on The Talking Point. I'm so glad to see so many of you are enjoying the conversation that we've been having with uh, Ms. Livalani Bridget Sinyosi, and she is a teacher who was recognized by the African Union. You know, she won the Continental Teacher Prize in 2020 and her school achieving a 98% matric pass rate under very, very difficult circumstances. And Ms. Sinyosi, we've got so many people that are saying uh, just how proud they are of the work that uh, that you're doing and and so impressed by you and and the leadership of the school thank you very much mm. thank you i'm going to take a couple of calls miriri in limpopo good morning hello how are you i'm all right how are you sir and of what i will be uh, for now right now i'm speaking to you from crocus or johannesburg okay Can, yeah so uh, i'm from the same place where uh, Miss Livalani, she's working. I'm mm. from Arali Paso. Mm. It's in Njerere. So, uh, it, 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 oh, it, yes, it's I've been to Njerere. Pardon? I'm saying I've been to Njerere, but at the time it was when you had those floods. Remember a couple of years <coughs> back, about five years back. But anyway, go go for it, Miss. Yes, yes, mm. yes, I remember that. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, it, it's so much touching when uh, she did mention something like. Uh, some of the kids, they do come to school without eating, without school uniform, but the most important part is that they never get tired, mm. you know. Uh, they just go straight to what they need and grab that. Like today, if you can hear what the percent is, it 98%. Yep. That's much higher. Absolutely. That's, They're very focused, eh? Yes. It, it, it's really neat. A, 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 a person who has got love to do that. Because if you can check in this nowadays, most of the people, they just go to work because they need money. Mm, mm. But what are they doing? We, we, we're really impressed of them. All right. Thanks, Mary. Yeah, we, we, we do really need people like her. I agree with you 100%. Thanks for that yes. call. Pepsi, you're calling us from Kimberley. Hello. Good morning, morning, ma'am, Kathy. How are you, ma'am? I'm well, thank you, sir. I'm well, ma'am, Kathy. Kathy, and your guest, uh, I'm very touched, especially with your the narrative of uh, uh, the headmaster of that particular school. But I wanted to bring a point in this manner to say uh, the schools in the Limpopo region and uh, that are performing very badly. Mm. What is it that um, the headmaster of that school with such a capacity of children can assist those schools um, together with their district um, uh, inspectors? Pepsi, do, do you think Ms. Sinyosi has any more time on her calendar to do anything more than what she's already doing? <laughs> no, no, no. I I'm, I'm, I'm just wanted to check, ma'am, mm. especially when they have the second meeting with a subject ex- expert, expert. Mm. Um, what is it that they can encourage these people? Because, um, uh, Ma'am Kathy, what what you are doing, you are saying to the majority of the educators sitting somewhere there in the Limpopo to say, here is a person who is selfless. Here is a person with a complete passion. He did not he did not go to school and say, I am looking for a work. He is a peasant who has the ownership of what he's doing. Mm. He's a peasant. He is not a return soldier. You remember, you've got, they usually say, uh, we've got these teachers that they say, 
uh, RIP uh, return if possible. So we have a lot of them in, in our education system. Mm-hmm. But this one, this one particularly, is a shining star. But I'm saying, if the second inspector of that area is not having the schools or having a school that perform lower than 60% and it's got a peasant with a such massive, massive number of students that are making it possible, why are they not making it possible and benchmark with, with the headmaster of that school? All right. Thank you very much. Thanks, thanks, for that, uh, thanks for that, Pepsi. Uh, Pepsi's out in Kimberley. Ms. Sunyosi, what's your response to that? You know, do you often get asked for advice by some of the other schools in, in your district or maybe not even in the province, just people who admire the way that you do what you do? They are admiring what I'm doing. They do invite me. Mm. Other second managers, when they have strategic planning, they invite me and I go and share the good practice with them. Mm. Uh, for now, on the 8th of March, I have been invited by this, they call Umlambo Foundation. I, I will be sharing the good practice with other principals who, is, who are in that foundation. They do invite me. Uh, uh, last week, I'm from another school, the whole, I think it was four hours, I was there sharing the good practice, but it's not in my circuit. What I do, I wait for them to invite me because you can't tell people I'm doing good, I'm doing good, I'm doing great. Can I come and help you? It's impossible. Mm-hmm. But sometimes you can see that other people are not doing anything and you wish they invite you, but they don't. But what is important or what I've told myself, I wait for them to invite me. When they invite me, I avail myself and help. Mm-hmm. I'm helping uh, in another district last year, I went there. I talked to the principals. Another district I went, I talked to the uh, educators, things like that. Mm. It's not easy. If they don't ask for help, you just think that they're doing great and they're happy. They're happy. Ms. Senyosi, I've got a request by a number of people who are asking how it is that they can get in touch with you, especially people who uh, just want to assist the school, who want to contribute whatever they can towards your school, towards the learners. What can they do? Must I give you my number? I don't know. Um, uh, Do do you have a number for the school, maybe? No, it's fine. This one is fine. All right, okay. Mm 072 Mm-hmm. Eight five, mm-hmm. eight seven. Let me repeat it. Zero seven two, two seven zero, mm-hmm. eight five eight seven. And the email address. Go for it. Email. Senior L-I-B-A at gmail.com. It's senyosiriba at gmail.com. Awesome stuff. Thank you so much for coming onto the show today and thank you so much for the work that you're doing in, in your community and how you are ensuring that uh, a whole lot of generations of South Africans are able to make it through life and for being that support for them um, as they try and figure out their lives, as they try and, you know, travail through mm. this country mm. of ours. You're doing incredible work. Thank you so much for coming thank onto you. the show today. Thank you very much. Those who can donate 
pads, sanitary towels for our learners. I'll appreciate that. Those who can donate shoes, uniform, just a gray trouser, a white shirt, or a gray trouser and a powder blue shirt. I'll appreciate that. Mm. Thank you very much. Oh, Ms. Nyosi. Thank you so much, Ms. Um, Nyosi. Oh, man, you know, it's just, it's just so incredible. Hey, sanitary pads, because we're still there in our country, right? We're still there. That's just still what young people struggle with, what young people, you know, don't have access to um, in, in our country in 2020. As you hear, the requests are so basic, so simple. Sanitary pads, gray trousers, white T-shirts, blue, sorry, white shirts, blue shirts. That's it. The number again for her, if you want to get in touch with them, is 072-270-8587. That's 072-270-8587. And the email address is senorsiliba at gmail.com. So we'll also put the details up on our social media pages.